let's review. This is in Chelik Yudalef. This is the second sicha in Chelik Yudalef in Parshish Yisrei. Um, over here, the Rebbe has a whole discussion about the various different things that one needs to rest on Shabbos. We know on Shabbos you're not allowed to do any work. That's the simple meaning. You can't do any work. Malacha, you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. That's a Torah prohibition. But we're also going to see that there is a prohibition against speaking. That's Midrabonon. The Rebbe is Asr also. You can't speak on Shabbos the same words that you speak in the, uh, in the weekday. So... And then there's even a further, that's with Rabbonah, but then there is a further that is considered to be Midas Chasidus, a righteous measure, is not to even think about uh, weekday stuff on Shabbos. And uh, the Rebbe explains the various different levels of, of this different uh, resting on Shabbos. So the Rebbe begins, and of course in this week's Parsha, we have the Ten Commandments, the Aseris Hadibris, right? The Ten Sayings of Hashem. But in there it says, Shabbos, the way the Pesach says that uh, keep the Shabbos that it's Shabbos for Hashem Alekecho yeah, Hashem Alekecho rested on Shabbos not only you, Hashem Alekecho but we're telling the Yid so the Yerushalmi learns from this what does it mean that it's Shabbos Hashem Alekecho? Hashem rested. Did Hashem do work or Hashem spoke? Aseris Hadibris, right? So since it says it's a resting for Hashem Alekecho, Hashem Alekecho rested, what did Hashem rest on Shabbos? He didn't speak on Shabbos. He didn't do the Dibris on Shabbos. Right? So Yishalmi says, Ma Kodesh Baruch Hu Shavas just like Hashem was resting from speaking, didn't say anything, you should also rest from speaking. So, which means, essentially, the Torah doesn't prohibit speaking uh, on Shabbos. There's no violation, there's no malacha in speaking on Shabbos. That does not constitute malacha. But the Chachamim they decreed that you should not even talk about work matters on Shabbos. You can't even talk about it. And they found the Posik to lean it on. They were may found an asmachta. The Posik says Shabbos Lashem Elikecho. That this is Shabbos to God your God. So that means that Hashem rested them. How did Hashem rest them? You have to rest like Hashem. What does it mean? That a person, of course, is supposed to rest, not to do malacha. Like we say, So Hashem made, Hashem did, and He rested, so you shouldn't do. But, on the top of that, the Chachamim said, you should also not speak. So the Chachamim said, that just like Hashem didn't speak on Shabbos, you shouldn't, because Hashem's dibris ceased on Shabbos, He rested from speaking. You are not supposed to also speak on Shabbos words of Malacha. And there's something interesting the Yerushalmi brings down over there. So here you find two things. From the Torah, it's Asur to do Malacha. That's what the Pasuk says. Sheish uh, Yomim, Asur Hashem, 
this is no good. Matzah Shabbos, I have to fix that breach. I have to fix the fence. And then he realized, oh, he thought on Shabbos, he didn't say anything, he just thought on Shabbos to fix the fence. He says, since I had this thought to make a fence on Shabbos, I am not going to make that place a fence forever. I'm not going to touch it then. Which means... That what is the measure of Hasidus that one should be careful also from even thinking about Mulocha. And this is really connected to the same limud, the Hemshech of the Gemara that we learned that you should rest like Hashem. Uh, that um, what happened how do, was the world created? The older worlds were created. Were that all of a sudden the hidden powers became revealed into the world. Uh, when the hidden powers of Hashem became in, became they became mamoris. They're saying, and they became like the word of Hashem. They became v'dvar Hashem ruach piv, similar to a person when he speaks. All of a sudden, what happens when a person speaks? So things that was in his mind comes out into the open. That's what happened with the creation of the world. So that's the worlds that we see. So the worlds that we see came into being through Hashem's speech, which means that like a person came openly. But then you have the hidden worlds that are not revealed, but they also, they come into existence from hidden level, just like when something comes in the person's thought, uh, just like by a person's thought, why are you thinking about something? This is in your soul. Uh, those are the letters of thought that in your soul are coming out into your mind to think about those things. So, really what we're saying is when you're resting on Shabbos, Hashem didn't only rest from speech, so to speak, but Hashem also rested from the level of machshava, from thought. Because from the Abish's thought comes into creation all the, the hidden worlds. The revealed worlds come into creation from Hashem's dibur. The hidden worlds come from Hashem's thought. And we say that on Shabbos Hashem rested. So, the question is... What is the uh, inner, so what's the reason? Why is a person uh, supposed to stop on Shabbos? No activities in action, no speech, and no thought. That's all because Hashem rested and didn't do any work, and He didn't do any speech, and didn't do any machshava. So really, Hashem rested basically, 
thought, speech, and action that we're supposed to, not to do. But yet, there's a difference in the prohibition. To do malacha, mamish work, is also from the Torah. To speak about malacha is also midivrei sofrim, also midrabonim. And to be careful, even in thought, is only a midas chasidus, but it's all based on Hashem resting. So why is there that difference? So, the Tzemach Tzedek explains, the Rebbe says in those days, even though the, the Eibishter, it's different because the Eibishter's actions don't come through doing, but the Eibishter's actions comes through speech. If when we say that the Eibishter didn't speak, on Shabbos, right? It didn't have a minor. There was no saying on Shabbos. That's basically a saying like we're not doing because the Abishter's words are actions. Because when he speaks, something happens. So, we can't tell a person, okay, don't speak on Shabbos because the Abishter didn't speak on Shabbos. It's not the same category. The Ebishter didn't say Mamoris and Shabbos. That means the Ebishter didn't do on Shabbos. But when we're saying to you, don't speak on Shabbos, your speaking doesn't accomplish anything. You don't do anything with your speaking. So you can't compare the two. So therefore, Min we don't have to stop from speaking. Only not to do. Because even though Hashem stopped from speaking, but by Hashem stopping from speaking, it means He stopped from doing. But we can't tell us to stop to speak because our speaking doesn't do anything. It's not a mice. That's why we don't have to stop from speaking. But don't we create worlds without What? What? Uh, the prohibition is against uh, words. Okay, so those, those are both, both good points. You know, the seeing that the Ebishter really recreates on Shabbos everything also. So there is a level of Hashem's Dibur on Shabbos as well. Uh, because Hashem sustains it, but He doesn't really create it. Um, and um, okay, but that's a separate discussion. So now, but in Divrei Kabbalah from the Chachamim, the pasuk says Vidaber Dover that we're not allowed to speak on Shabbos. So while the Torah can't prohibit a person from speaking because the person's speech is not action, uh, but speaking we can. We but the Rabbanon say Divrei Kabbalah. No, why? Because at the end of the day, the Ebishter rested from what? From speech. Uh, like the Rishalmi said, Hashem rested in the Maimar, you have to rest from speech also. So that's why we see there's a difference between, at least we can understand, not by Machshove, we understand now the Chilik, according to the Tzemach Tzedek, explains the Chilik between action and speech. But, the Rebbe still quite asks this because since at the end of the day the Torah doesn't tell us to stop from the speaking because a person's speech does not create an action which means that there is still not the same that the, the, the person 
there's no comparison between the speech of a Kaddish Baruch so to speak and the speech of the person so the Torah can't tell you to stop speaking because the Amish says stop speaking because the Amish is speaking is an action it's a different kind of speaking so why did the Chachamim prohibit it and says Shavuiz Kashem so the Rebbe Nois Gimel brings down what the Alter Rebbe writes at the end of Tanya about being very careful of speaking on Shabbos so what does the Alter Rebbe say over there Al-Drebbe warns about what kind of speech is one supposed to be careful for on Shabbos, what he should be speaking or not speaking. So the Al-Drebbe says that a person should be very careful not to speak any wasted work. We're not talking about malacha. We're just talking about just varim betelem, just sikha betelem. Just talking about not matters that are uh, don't bring anything <laughs> explains that every mitzvah you have the inner and the external you have the outer part of the mitzvah the literal, the physical part of the mitzvah is also the inner part of the mitzvah what is the <laughs> what is the external part of resting the external is stop from physical doing just like Hashem stopped it from making the physical heaven and earth continue to sustain them but that making of them stopped on Shabbos that's the, what is the Pneumius of Shabbos the Pneumius of Shabbos is to rest is that on Shabbos you should have Kavona in the davening and in the learning of Torah to connect to Hashem as the Pesach says Shabbos L'Hashem Elikecho Shabbos to Hashem El God which means that is the level of Zohar you know the, the, in one in the Aseris Adibris in Bayisra it says Zohar in Devarim uh, when it repeats in Veschanon over there when there it says Shomer so Zohar means to remember, to rest, meaning a positive action, connecting to Hashem with davening and with learning, in a way with kavona. But then you also have the level of Shomer, to be careful, what is the Pneumius? That means that Shvisa midiburim gashmim. That's to stop from speaking physical words, just like, Hashem rested from the ten sayings that were born, that he created the Shema Yavar's That's the inner of the mitzvah. The outer of the mitzvah is not to do any work. At least the Shomer. Shomer means to be careful not to do. Zohar is the positive of what you have to do. So the Rebbe asks, number one, if the Alter Rebbe is trying to tell us that one shouldn't speak uh, words of the Telem on Shabbos, he should just say that Shomer in the inner means not to speak physical words. But in Tanya is mashma that it also connects it to the mitzvah of Zohar, to the intention of Tfil and Shabbos and Tavotoyra to connect Hashem. What is that part? Tanya just said, Zohar, Shomer, not to do physical words. That's the inner of the mitzvah. Why bring down the positive? It's mashma, it's connected. And Al-Tanabah emphasizes also just like Hashem rested 
שנבראו בהם שמיים ואורץ גשמים. Just like Hashem's ray rested from the ten sayings which created the Gashmim. So here it's not important now to learn that he, create, he rested from saying which creates the word of Gashmim. We just want to say that Hashem rested from speech. Why did he have to add the, they were created uh, Gashmim's they could think of the contrary? Why aren't we not commanded from the Torah of speaking from Dibur, we say, because the Ebishter, Dibur makes a Maiser. So when the Altarebbe adds that the Ebishter created Shemayim Vahoretz, that, that, that emphasizes the discrepancy between Hashem's speech and the human speech. So he's bringing like evidence against us to say, he should just say, Hashem didn't speak, we shouldn't speak either. Instead of saying, Hashem didn't speak things that create heaven and earth, that's not a reason for us, that's just the opposite. And the al says, like Hashem rests on Gashmi's Dikya. So the Rebbe explains like this, nice David. He says like this, a person has three powers, Machshove, thought, Dibur, speech, and Maisa, action. How is action different than thought and speech? It is because action you do something, an act, which is outside of the person. Which means that when you do something, you're separating from the person and you're doing something which is outside of you. As opposed to thought and speech, they are within the person themselves to take your own idea your own cycle, your own emotions, to bring it out. You speak, or you think about it, the machshove reveals your uh, intellect and your emotion to yourself, and this speech tells the other person what you have in mind, what you mean is to another person. But that's all within yourself. However, specifically, there's a difference a big difference between thought and speech as they connect to action. The letters, uh, so in other words, it seems like Machshav and Dibur are basically by the person and Mice is actually out of, outside of the person. But the truth of the matter is, there's a big difference between the thought and the speech of the person. Big difference between them. When a person thinks the letters of the machshove, so let's say you're thinking about doing something, right? You're contemplating doing an act. So there, but the letters, the formation, your mind, they're very spiritual and they're very refined. And there's no connection between them and action. And therefore, your thought is only within the person. It doesn't have the possibility to impact the other person. It's just something which is within you. As opposed to the letters of the Dibur, when the words come out in speech, those are physical words already. There's a physical ear that has become 
formed in letters of olive base through the five expressions of the mouth, through the movement of the lips. There's a physical, and they've been separated from the person. Speech, the letters, the revelation comes in actually in a physical way. And there is a connection, and there's a closeness to action. And that's why speech can force action. You can speak, and that would force action. Some people say that with their mind they can force action, but mostly it doesn't work that way. With the speech, they can force action. Say, for example, um, you know, a person is not allowed to get the uh, uh, donkey uh, to do work on Shabbos, let's say, or to go, to travel. But what happens if you scream at the animal uh, let's say there is uh, sometimes you have two animals that you're not allowed to uh, have together, kilayim you're not allowed to go together you can't do work together, that becomes kilayim so what happens if you did not push them by yourself but you just scram at the animal and the animal moves because of your words then it's going to be a lot considered to be a maise because your words create an action. As your voice forces the animal to do it so that you see words can force an action. Also we see like a king, for example. King doesn't do anything, he just gives a command and all the activities of the country go by the king's uh, words. Like we say, the words the king rules by the words of the king but the thought cannot have a connection does not have a connection to an act even if a person decides I'm going to do something eventually it's going to bring him to doing but the thought has no connection the thought is a spiritual and it's not close to the action Thought and action are totally same. In Ois Hay, the Rebbe is going to continue to prove this concept that he discussed that Dibur has a connection to the Maise that follows, as opposed to Machshova does not connect to a Maise that follows. So the Rebbe brings down that the Chiluk Zeshemen Machshova le Dibur Motzino Gambalocha. We find this distinction between Machshove and Dibur as it relates to the Maisa also in Halacha. Because the Rebbe is going to bring down uh, that Toysvah's uh, discussion and Toysvah's on the Gemara over there, uh, which is very difficult uh, to understand, and the way it's going to be understood is with this concept that we just said that Machshava does not relate to Maisa and Dibur does relate to Maisa. So the Rebbe brings down like this. Iso bigamore. So in the Gemore, we find in the Bamitzi and Sanhedrin that Chosma bekoil. So we're talking about a 
prohibition, the Torah says, Literally, it means that you cannot put a muzzle on the ox while it is threshing. But what happens if you don't put a physical muzzle on the mouth of the shoyer, but you uh, muzzle it with your voice? And as Rashi brings down, when she was uh, in Rashi brings down that when she was bending down to eat, he yelled at her. So it means she can't eat because she's scared because he yells at her when she tries to eat. So he's basically muzzling her not through a physical act of putting a muzzle on, but by using his voice to scream at her and he muzzles her that way. So the Gemara brings down a machloikis between uh, Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan Omar Chayiv. Rabbi Yechanan said that the person doing that with the coil would be liable for Malkus. Uh, liable for Malkus, you're only liable when you do a Maisev. A love she'ain by ma'isiv. It doesn't have a ma'isiv. You don't get malchus. But in this case, Rabbi Yechonon Omar Chayiv. He say Chayiv mishum leisachsim shor b'dishoy, because he considers this yelling also a ma'isiv. Why? Because akimas piv havi ma'isiv. The fact that the person needs to bend his mouth, then uh, that act of akima in order to give out that sound to stop the animal, that's considered an act. And therefore, And therefore, this will be a love that has a maise, as Rashi says there, and you will get malchus for it. So basically, the voice of the person, according to Rabbi Yechanan, which comes through, uh, bending his mouth, piv, is considered a maizim. And that's why Rabbi Yechon is the opinion that you be chayv malkus. Reish Lakish Omar Potter. Reish Lakish says that, no, you're exempt from malkus because there would be no mice over here because kolo loy have a maizim. Koil is not considered a maizim. That's what the Gemara says over there. Toysus over there asked a question on this idea that we're saying that moving of the lip is considered a maise. So uh, Taisus asks, He asks a question from what we find in the third Perik of Shavuos. So the same Rabbi Yochanan, Omer Rabbi Yochanan says over there, and it says there in the name uh, that So the bottom line of Yochanan says in their name, but over there he says, So he brings down the rule that if it doesn't have a maise, you will not get malchus. But then he says, There are exceptions. There is love, she'ain, by maise, that you would get malchus. What are the cases of a love, she'ain, by maise, that he enumerates over there? that you would get Malkus, even though it's a love. And we learn it out from Psukim, various different reasons why. But what are the cases that the Gemara over there brings down in which you would not get Malkus? So the Gemara says, Chutz, Minishba, Umeimer, Umekal, That means if a person makes a Shavua, a Shavua he expresses, and then he doesn't fulfill his Shavua, 
or the Shavuah is a Shav, the Gemara discussion there, but for our purposes, it's enough that the Nishba is something which the person uses his mouth as a oath, or Mamer, Mamer is when you exchange one animal for another animal, and Mekal Chaveri, so these uh, uh, prohibitions seems to be no mice over there from the Gemara says. How come over there we get mal? Because the Gemara says there are exceptions. That even though there are lav shebein maise, which means if you use the name of Hashem to curse uh, your friend, even though in all these cases lav shebein maise, you're still going to get Malkus. That's the statement of Rabbi Yechon in the name of Rabbi Yechon Glili. So, but it clearly implies that all these cases of Nishba, swearing, Meymar, exchanging, or Mekal Chaveri, all of these cases are considered to be a Lav Sheimba and that's why he has to say, still, you're going to get Malk over there, even though there's no Maisa over there. But the question is, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the moving of the lips, Akimas was have a ma'isa, Akimas piv have a ma'isa. Frektoisus valoi Rabbi Yochanan gufa kamar hacha. Rabbi Yochanan himself says over here that Akimas was have a ma'isa. That moving of the lips is considered a ma'isa. So vimkain nishba v'chulos. All these cases that the Gemara mentions over there in Shavuos, that they're a lavshim by Maise. Why are they a by Maise? Why would you consider them a lavshim by Maise? The Gemara is saying there's an exception that you would get Malchus for them, even though they don't have a Maise. But why aren't they a Maise? We just said in our Gemara, here in Bab Metzian, in Sanhedrin, we said that a voice, Chosn is considered a Maise. He uses his mouth over there, so it's Akim HaSvosov. So why do we say over there that they're considered Lav Sheim Maisa? That's Toysus Kasha, over there in Bab Metzia. What does Toysus answer? V'yesh So Toysus answers that uh, when does Loikomar Rabbi Yochanan Dakimas Piv have a Maisa, he makes a compromise. He says Rabbi Yochanan doesn't always say that the moving of the lips is a Maisa. He only says that only in our case, by us in the Gemara, where he's stopping the animal from eating, uh, it's through his speech, through his yelling, through his coil, he's doing an action. Why? He caused an action. Now the animal is going, is threshing. And it's not eating, so there's a leisachsim sher medishay. So therefore, in this case, we say akimas vosah have as opposed to these other cases in the Gemara in Shavuos, where Rabbi Yisagilili says kola chutz minishba that we consider them lav sheim be None of those cases, whether nishba, meimer, or makal chaveri, there is no act that takes place because of his Akimas because of what he said, and because there's no Maise, then it's not considered to be a love with a Maise, and that's why it's a love shame of Maise, and still you get Malkus because the exception as the Gemara discusses over there. 
But the Rebbe asks on this, in the simple meaning of it, as we read the words in Toysus, it seems that the uh, reason why over here, by Chosma Bekoil, you're going to get Malchus, is not because the voice uh, moving the lips, Akimas Piv, is considered a Maise. The reason here, just like there's a Maise that you pick up your hand and you do a Maise, so it sounded from the Gemara and Rabbi Yochanan that he says, moving the lips is no different than moving the hand, so you do that's considered a Maise. But according to Toysus interpretation, the obligation for, in our case, the Malkis for Chosma Bekoil is not because we are saying that the moving of the lips is considered an action. It's, we're saying basically, Jesus is saying there's a Maisa being done over here. But it has nothing to do. But if the reason, as it's stated in our Gemara, in Baba Metziah, it's because of the lips. So why is Toysus saying, what do we care over there, whether a Maisa takes place or not, what follows the Dakimah uh, It's all about Dakimah In our Gemara it says Dakimah is a Maisa. So therefore over there too, the Dakimah should be a Maisa. Why we consider it that uh, that is halav shein by Maisa over there? And uh, what is the difference? Is because the behemoth is doing a Maisa that has nothing to do with what the Gemara said here that it's the person's Akima Svosta as a Maisa. The Rebbe is going to lead from this, as we'll see in a minute, that there is a connection between the, the point the Rebbe is trying to make that there is a connection between the Dibur and the Maisa when the the Dibur is Mamshicha Maise, then there is a uh, strong connection to it. But let's go weiter. Antoisus asks another question on the other, on the other side. Here we ask the question that why is Akima Svosov not enough to make it a Maise and uh, Toysus stipulates and answers the question that uh, you need when the Gemara says just Akimas Piv have a Maise and over here Toysus says we need the Behemoth to do a Maise but then we have on the other hand we see that even in a case um, where there is a Maise but if it hinges on the machshave, then the ma'ise won't count. The Rebbe brings down like this. So Toysavus brings down from the Gemara in Mesechta Sanhedrin. The Gemara asks a question in Sanhedrin on, on the words of Rabbi Yochanan that says, Akimah Svosov Havi Maise. So the Gemara says over there, Eich ko'omar de megade ve'edim zemimim ein bohem maise. 
the Gemara over there says that a person who blasphemous or Adim Zoymimim who spoke about were uh, Mazim the other witnesses uh, saying that they gave false testimony and all what they were doing is speaking. The Gemara asks on Rabbi Yochanan, if Rabbi Yochanan holds that speaking, Akimas Vos have a Maisa, why is this considered over there? Megadev Eidim Zemim, Ein Baha, Ein Baha Maisa. But the Gemara asks, Vachosma Bekoil, the Rabbi Yochanan Chayim. We just said the Gemara is asking, Rabbi Yochanan holds, sealing, uh, muzzling the animal with the voice is considered a Maisa over there. So how come it doesn't count by Eidim Zemimim? And by Magadif, uh, why is it not considered to be a miser? Umishani, and the Gemara answers, Shani Edim Zemimim, the Yeshnom Biriyam. That Edim Zemimim, the Gemara says, over there there is Riyo. What does it mean? As we'll see, the Rebbe will explain in a minute, bring down from Rashi, that Edim Zoymim is different because by Edim Zoymimim it's mostly hinges upon uh, what they uh, what they saw uh, and um, they're testifying about seeing and seeing uh, doesn't matter. Now, seeing doesn't matter. That's what we said. So, Toysus explains over there that to begin with, the Gemara's question over there, uh, the Gemara brings down two cases. One is the case of Megadif, which the Gemara says is considered Emhemaisa, uh, the Gemara says there, and Edim Zoymimim. So Toysus explains that the Gemara is not really questioning why uh, Megadif is Ein Behem Maisev. Because, Toysheva says, Ki Megadev, the Leiko Ovid Maisev, Bidibure, because Megadev doesn't do anything. His Dibur doesn't accomplish anything in Maisev. So to begin with, it's not the question, Ein Mokim Ledam Oisev, Lechosma Bekoil. So there's not a question, how can Rabbi Yechna says, Chosma Bekoil is considered Maisev, and Megadev is not a Maisa. That's not even a question in the Gemara. That wasn't the Gemara's question over there. Shall you the Burikovid Maisa? Because when Chosma Bekoil, the animal is walking and threshing and is not eating. So you did something through your act when you blasphemed, when you were Megadev. Not, no acts took, took place. So there's no question why that is considered a love shame by Maisa. We understand why it's a love shame by Maisa because there's nothing accomplished with it. But Toysha says the Gemara's question over there, The question is, there's two things. The other question, the Gemara says, Eidim Zemimim is a lav also. But why does the Gemara say that Eidim Zemimim is a lav shame Eidim Zemimim does accomplish something, just like the Chosmim Bekoil accomplished. The animal goes and threshes without eating. Over there too, when they're speaking, uh, there is an act that is being accomplished that the uh, person who's in judgment 
is being uh, made guilty because whatever their testimony is when they lied, and they were mazim the uh, they, they 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 lied they they were mazim them they them zoymim so through their uh, through their uh, words it turns out that they did uh, an obligation to the need that was the Gemara's first question. Okay, so what then we have, we have to understand then? So what is the Gemara's according to this uh, that the Gemara says before that they have to do an action. The reason why Chosma Bekoil is considered an action It's not because Dibur is considered a Maisa just like hand is considered a Maisa. It's the result of his speech. The result of his speech is that he does a Maisa. So therefore the similarity is by Edim Zoymim, which the Gemara's question is, so there is a result, there is an action that is taking place through their testimony, as opposed to Megadif, uh, which is not the issue here, as Toshua said before, but the issue is Edim Zoymim. So, but since it all depends upon what is happening, so what does the Gemara answers? How does the Gemara answer? Shani Eidim Zoymim Diyashna Beriya. What does it mean? So what is the Gemara's answer according to this? That the Eidim Zoymimim There is Beriya. What does it mean Eidim Beriya? So Rashi, Pirish Rashi Ikir Chiyuva Baal Yeri Iyo Shem Eidim Sharau Beriya Lesba Maisa Since the main obligation comes through the fact that they saw which means they're testifying that they saw. So therefore, seeing lays by Maisa. There's no Maisa there. So the question is, so, let it be true that there is no Maisa in what they see. But what difference does that make? Action is being done. That was the difference between Megadif and uh, and Edim Zoymim, that by Edim Zoymim, the Chiv came through the testimony. Okay, it came through what they said they saw. But Lepoyo Mamash, there's a Maise taking place. So how is this different than when he muzzles this by using his voice? Over there, we consider that to be a maise because through his words, it became a maise. So basically, in the second question, we see both of these questions. We see that. So we see on one hand, a maise takes place. The maise takes place by both. It takes place in the case of Chosmo Bekoil. When he yells at the animal, doesn't, so she muzzles her. There's an act or result from that. What is the act or result? The animal continues, is threshing without eating. We also have the result of the uh, witness testimony who testified falsely. Uh, so over there, we have a, we call that 
a mice over there because they were trying to get somebody to pay money. So this person was going to, through their testimony, they said that the guy owes the other guy money, so he would have to end up paying for it, uh, the other person. So their speech caused an action. But here we're saying that the speech of the action that takes place from the yelling chasama bekoil over there, uh, that's considered, the, the, the speech is considered a maisa. But over here, because it's mainly beria, it's not considered to be a maisa. So what's the difference? And again, the Rebbe is going to prove that there's a difference in the relationship between speech and action or machshava and action. The machshava is removed from the action and it's not related to the action, whereas the speech is related to the action. So the Rebbe explains in Oizayin, Vabir Bazer. The explanation is this. Ein kavonas shahodom nenash al Toysus does not mean to say that the person is going to be punished because something else takes place, a maise which happens through others, uh, then the person is going to get punished. So even though we say a love shame by maise, you don't get punished, but even though he didn't do the maise, somebody else, a maise took place, he's going to get punished. That's not what Toysus means over here. Just by him being the cause, uh, he's the one that brought about uh, somebody else's action, that person is not going to get malchus from that. That's not what Toysus meant to say, that the behemoth is Oysa Maisa through his dibur, as the Rebbe, as we learned, the Shitchis HaToysus, that's not what Toysus meant. And the reason is, the Rebbe explains the bracket now, we can't give malchus you can't give Malchus unless the person violates the prohibition through his action, not by causing the animal's action, another person's action. So therefore, in a case uh, that the person uh, didn't uh, do the act, if he just caused the animal not to eat, he caused the animal to raise her head so that she will thresh without eating. We cannot give Malchus to the person for an act that was done by the behemoth because of his speech. Toysus doesn't mean to say that we're going to give the person Malchus for the behemoth's doing because he caused the behemoth to eat. That's not what Toysim means. Elo kavanosum he, but Toysim's intent is kshaodom poil maisim bidibure. When a person affects an action through his speech, harimikivan shamaisim bo rak al yidei dibure shel haodom. Since the act comes just through the person's speech, if the whole cause of that action is the person's speech, that becomes a continuation of the speech. It becomes 
it becomes a part of that speech. Shahari bo mikoyach hadibur gredon. Because that act is directly related, it comes just only because of this speech. There's an action which is a direct result. This speech brings around the action. So then we don't look at it as just being speech. But in that speech, in the speech, it has a sort of an action in it. Since your speech alone is the one that brings about the action, so then your speech is part of that action. And the Rebbe says, there's to be something like an example for this, is the act when a person sends an agent. So the person just sent him, he made him a shliach, it's his word. And yet we say, that the person's actions become a hemshech to his dibur. As the Rebbe adds in the parentheses, especially according to the view that the whole shaliyach doesn't become like the mishaleyach, but rather just the act of the shaliyach is related to the mishaleyach. So that means to say that his dibur and the actions are connected directly. It's more so in this case. If the whole shaliyach uh, becomes like the mishaleyach, it takes the place of the mishaleyach, so then he becomes sort of in his place, so that we don't see so much the connection from the dibur as a hemshech to the, that it, it, it brings the mice. But here... The mice of the shaliach relates to the dibur, so that means that the dibur has a connection directly to the mice. This is the idea, the meaning of the words of Yechanan. Akimas piv havi mice. What is Akimas piv? Is a mice. The fact that the behema is muzzled by the voice of the person, the man, that means that the person is doing it. Since his voice comes through the moving of his lip, this is a physical act, which is close, and it relates to Maisa. Maisa is doing, this is also kind of a doing. So then the act of the behemoth that comes through the coil, this becomes a continuation of this akimah. And that's why this only applies if we're talking about dibur, something which is close to asiyah. But an act which is brought about through thought, shihiruchnis, which is a spiritual, then the act is not a follow-up. It's a, not a continuum. It doesn't continue. We can't connect it. Because that's totally separate from it. And Kinal. Dugma Ledovar would be Bishlichus. We say by Shlichus, Shetzorich Lies HaShliach, 
Ashaliach also needs to be in the category similar to Mashalech. As for example, you can't make a non-Jew Ashaliach because just like you are people of the covenant, also the Shaliach. So we see that there has to be in the same category. Dibur is in the same category as Maisa. Machshove is not in the same category as Maisa. Maisa cannot make uh, uh, if it's not in the same category, he cannot make the mice, he cannot make a shaliach. A shaliach cannot do for somebody who's not in the same category. So, machshove cannot cause uh, a connection to mice. So, since these Edim Zoymim mainly it's their vision, they're seeing, even though that through this, an act is done. It's impossible for her, for that, uh, for that riyah, for the fact that he saw or he claimed that he saw, which is not a dibur. It's just a seeing something which is in his thought. That cannot be a combining to be considered a maise. So this is where we see in halacha that the Rebbe started to say that there is a difference between relationship between machshove and maise and the dibur and the maise. And that's why to muzzle the animal which comes through your dibur that's considered the lavshi yeshba and uh, the Edim Zoymimim, which the, even though there is an action because the person is Mechaev through, but since it comes through mainly through Ria, which is the level of Machshove, that does not connect to the Maisa, and that's why that's considered to be a of Shein B'Maisa. In Ois Zayin, the Rebbe will explain that this whole distinction that we were talking, that there is a separation between thought and action much more than the separation between speech and action. And speech and action are uh, connected uh, close to each other, whereas the thought is distant, only applies to a human being. By HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by Hashem, it's not different. The Machshove of Hashem creates as well. In Memele, the Machshove is close to Maise. That's how the Rebbe is going to explain the three different levels that we started off discussing about resting from actual Melocha on Shabbos. Because Hashem rested from the Melocha, from His creations. And resting... According to Midrabonon, Vidaber Dover, to resting a Shvus, even from speaking uh, Melochas on uh, Shabbos. And then the Midas Chasidus, uh, to even rest from Machshove, how it all works out based upon the uh, Shabbos La Hashem, the rest like Hashem. So look inside, in Isaiah. The above mentioned distinction between thought and speech, it is only by the human below, 
A person over here in this world, the acts of his, of the human, are outside of the person. So you have the person, the act is outside, and therefore there is a difference between his thought which is spiritual, and it's still his inside. So it's not close, it's not tied to the action. As opposed to his dibur, which is more physical, and then there is an association between Dibur and Maise, as we explained before in the Sikha. But when we talk about Hashem, even Hashem's thought, so to speak, uh, actually works, does, impacts, and creates. The difference is only what it creates, whether it creates revealed worlds, which is dibur, or hidden worlds. The difference is only in the way it creates. Since his blessed thought is more, since it's more hidden, so from that level of were created worlds that are hidden worlds, spiritual worlds. And from his speech, since that's more revealed, so from that, this physical world, our physical world, this physical world was created from Dibur. So because by Hashem, everything creates, everything is associated to mice and nothing, is outside, I'll preserve, move on. So based on this we understand, So therefore, the thought by a person below, has no comparison, does not align with the thought the way it's by the Ebeshter, between HaKadosh Baruch Because there is a total different, the Machshove of the Eberster creates, the machshav of a person does not create. The person's thought has no possibility to affect anything, any matter in the other person, in the other one. But a person's speech, since through his speech he can force into an action. Ukinal Siv Dalit, as we learned before in Siv Dalit, the Rebbe said earlier in Siv Dalit that we can muzzle an animal through the person's yelling at the Adi by the he can lead Muhammad, he can lead the animal, uh Kilayim through his speech, uh Dvar Melech Shiltoin. Had a yesh boy because of all this tzad hishtavus. So there is a, a similarity, so to speak to Hashem's speech. The Rebbe says, but it doesn't mean that it's really the same. 
Although that also the speech of the person is not actually similar to the speech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because Hashem's speech is actually considered to be an actual act. Through, with the words, the speech, and through the speech, that is the action, is done through speech. On the other hand, and the speech of the human, that only causes that the other will do an act. But the word itself is not, does the act, it causes the other one to do an act. So it's not the same. There is still a equation over here. They are equal. They line up. They're symmetrical as far as the effect that there is effects. Dibur of the Ebrister has a effect. It creates Mamish Maisa. And the Dibur of the person creates through the causing of the other to do the act. So the Rebbe continues, So now we can understand the reasons for the differences that we say about a person resting on Shabbos not doing actual work, which is Minatoida. Then there is also resting from speech, which is Midrabbana. And then also Machshava. Because what is the general reason for resting on Shabbos is articulated in the verse. The verse specifically says it. It talks about Hashem creating, making, doing, actually an asiya in six days. And therefore, that's why a person needs to also cease rest from doing acts which are a maisa. And since that's the case, So notwithstanding the fact that the Eibishters, how did the Eibishter rest from maisa, the resting of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from creating of the worlds was not only not doing, but he rested also machshav and dibur. It's uh, thought and speech, because Hashem's thought creates, his dibur creates, to rest there too. But But by the definition and the boundaries of the human, their thought and speech do not do an action, so therefore, resting and not doing thought of the weekday or deeper in the workday are not included. They're not included in the command to rest from doing work. But yet, since there is a comparison and there is an equation a similarity between the human speech and the speech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Because also the speech of person can force an action. It's not an action itself, but it can force an action. As mentioned earlier. Our sages of blessed memory, they prohibit also those matters which are similar to Yisurei Torah. So since speech is similar to the speech of Kaddish Baruch Hu, and they also add items which are similar to Yisurei Torah, they included Hoysifu, they added the colon, they included Gama Shilisim Medimru Bechlal, Shvois Kashem. So they added and they included also resting from speech as part of rest like Hashem did. And even though that when the Chachomim decreed to rest from speeching, from speech, it would seem like if we want to equate it, it should only prohibit speech which brings out an action because that is the similarity to Hashem. But it's not so. The prohibition it's not just to rest from those words that force an action. but also Generally, you can't speak. You should also rest from speaking matters of work, a weekday or similar. Although it has nothing to do directly, you're not trying to affect any creation through your dibur. So, it would seem, so it would seem problematic. How could we possibly prohibit them because you should rest like Hashem? Hashem's speech is a speech that creates. So we're trying to say similar, a person's speech can create, but we're not only prohibiting him a piece, uh, speech that creates, we're prohibiting to the person any speech that is choil, that is uh, malocha, not even that it affects a malocha. So how do we do that? But that's not uh, a problem, as the Rebbe is going to explain. The Rebbe uh, brings down that sometimes we see that even if it doesn't fully match up but it could potentially match up. In this case, Dibur has the power to actually cause an action, but not every Dibur causes an action of the human. So therefore, we can extend it sort of also to a case in which uh, the Dibur does not affect an action, but it's just Dibur. And the Rebbe brings a, a dogma, Matsino dogma in the brackets over here, we find a similarity and in the same subject matter that we were discussing earlier from about a love which does not have an action. So the Rebbe brings down it is known the uh, view uh, of the Magid Mishnah in the Vedasa Rambam as he explains the view of the Rambam, the Magid Mishnah the lav sheyecholim laver olov gomer. If it's a lav that you have the ability to violate it through a complete maisa. So, in other words, that particular lav 
can sometimes be violated through a Misa, and if it was violated through the Misa, then for sure you would get Malkis. But he extends it, the Shabbat Mishnah says, He negam kishoivrim olov. So then even if you would violate it not through an actual Maise, you would still get Malkus for it. The Kosvu HaAchronim. So the Achronim write about this, the Klal Zed, that this rule of the Magid Mishnah, Hurakim over Al Halava Kolponim Al Yidei Dibur Shukhtsas Maise. That when do we say this rule that you're going to get Malkus, even though it's not the Maise Mamesh, but at least minimally you have to be violating the love through speech, which is considered somewhat of a Maise. But if there is not even the level of a speech, even if there is a thought of an Aveda, but there's no speech, there's no action, no Maise Zuta even of speech, Kigoy. Of course, you can be either on Balyro, Balyimotze. If you do an act, you buy Chomets on Pesach. But if you are holding on to Chomets on Pesach, and in your mind, and you want to Chomets to stay. So in your mind, you are wanting that chametz still ain't a loike. You're not going to get malchus because there is not even a level of dibur over there. And in order to apply the rule of the Magid Mishnah, you need at least a level of dibur in order to be mechayev, even though there is no actual ma'aser. So you see that we can compare the level of dibur from a person, even when. It doesn't affect the Maise, but it, since sometimes Dibur can affect the Maise, the Chacham said that you should also refrain from Dibur of the week, the Mechoyl, even in cases where you're not speaking about a Melocha, or impacting a Melocha. What is the explanation? So we can say, what is the explanation in this? Even though that in this particular Dibur, he did not cause an action, so why should this be prohibited? Because but since Dibur is, at least, it's something of a Maise, a little bit of a Maise, Begeder Ligroi Maise, and it has the definition, Dibur can cause Maise, so Shapir Manishim Olov, so why would we give the punishment for the Dibur in the Lav Shem Be'maise, we'll punish him, the Choshiv Ki Yesh Be'maise, because that would be considered like Yesh Be'maise. Mashenkin, as opposed to Machsheves Havedo, so I was explaining over there, in the Magid Mishnah, the different, that over there, when you just have a thought, Reitze B'Kiyuma, you want the Chometz, She'ein Be'geder Ma'ise Klal, over there there's no Ma'ise at all. Eino Nechneses Be'geder Yesh Be'maise, you cannot go into the definition Yesh Be'maise. And that's what also explained in our case. Kinal, I said earlier that the Rabbonon added that since Dibur can sometimes cause a Maise, so Dibur itself is enough of a Maise 
to be, when it's talking about choyl, even though it's not connected to, a, to an act of doing something on Malacha, yet the Chachamim answered that, because just like Hashem rested from Dibur, Hashem's Dibur actually did Maise, but here is a Dibur which can sometimes cause Maise, and therefore it's considered Maise, that's considered Shveska Hashem, like Hashem rested. But as far as the thought goes, it has no comparison at all to Hashem's blessed Machshavah. So that's why Medivri Sofrim, we can't ask it that either. However, when you talk about a Chosid who does things beyond the letter of the law, and somebody who's connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he is also careful from a thought of Melacha. Since in actuality, even though it's not the same as the human, but the Poyo Mamesh, the Ebesh, that did rest, also from Machshove. Because of cleaving, connecting to Hashem's ways and His measures, in general, it says that we connect to the Eberster. How do we have the Gemara asks. So, what does it mean that we should connect to Hashem? So, we say, just like Hashem is. The Gemara says, so the same thing we're saying. So since the Eibishter rests from Machshave, so you too rest from Machshave. In Ois Tes, the Alter Rebbe will go back to ex- the Rebbe will go back to explain what he was asking about uh, in Tanya, the end of the Tanya. So he asked there uh, basically two uh, on two sections. Uh, the first question that he asked earlier, the Rebbe is going to answer towards the end of the Sicha, so we're not going to review that question right now. But the other questions the Alter Rebbe was trying to say that we should stop Shabbos from physical Diburim Gashmim, Shivisim Diburim Gashmim. So why is the Alter Rebbe emphasizing uh, it seems like it brings out just the opposite point. Uh, the Eibishter's Dibur created Gashmis, created Shemayim Vahoretz, all, all, including all the questions the Rebbe asked over there. But we're trying to say that the person should not speak, and his speech does not create. So why does the Rebbe an- emphasize over there, the Alter Rebbe, the Eibishter created Shemayim Vahoretz Gashmim, uh, so that that sort of is a uh, conflict to what we're trying to say that the person shouldn't speak. Well, the person doesn't create Shemaim Veritz Gashmim, and again he uses the lotion. Uh, he should stop Dvurim Gashmim. What is the emphasis? The Rebbe is going to explain that the Alter Rebbe is coming to actually tell us the comparison between the speech of a person uh, to the speech of Hashem and as opposed to the machshove 
of the person. So both that, there is a similarity of the person's speech to the Hashem's speech. And that's why we prohibit speech. And we don't prohibit Midrabonim, at least. But we uh, don't prohibit Machshove because uh, directly is because Machshove is not the Gashmi. That, that's a let's look inside. In the words of the Alter Rebbe, in the uh, conclusion of the Tanya, the Rebbe is going to answer here now the uh, second question, not the first one. The first one, as I mentioned, will be answered at the end of the Sikha. So the Rebbe explains like this, Kavonas Admur Hazokin He, what is the Alter Rebbe intending is, Aleph, number one, Levair Tam Ha'isur, Shaloi Losuach Shum Sicha Betelo Chaz To explain the reason of the prohibition not to speak any wasteful talk, God forbid, on Shabbos. So he has to tell you, why are you not allowed to speak? That is because there is a similarity, as Delta Rebbe, the Rebbe will explain in a minute, between your speech and the speech of Hashem. Because they're both Gashmis. Number two, he wants to tell you, Why is this apply only in speech and not in thought? Not to think in that manner. So, uh, That's why the uh, Rebbe uh, clearly uh, articulates not to speak. He doesn't say not to think. So he's giving you now the reasons. What is it about speech why we shouldn't do that on Shabbos, a sicha betela? Why not? And that's why he is medayik. He specifies the bechinas shomer is he that what is the level of shomer to guard yourself from besides the physical, simple, not isur melacha. What is the level of shomer to? Card not to do on Shabbos, be pnimius in the inner chitzonis it's melacha, but pnimius it's shvisum be diburim. He emphasizes gashmiim, physical. K'moshe shavas Hashem meyut maimores shenivru bahem shemaim vores gashmiim. They were created shemaim vores gashmiim. So what is he emphasizing? Diburim gashmiim shemaim vores gashmiim were created. Umevayer bezeh. So this with this he explains number one aleph. Tam hazirus medibur. The reason why we have to be careful from speech, which he is discussing in warning or cautioning us at this end of Tanya, since the human speech is physical, so that's why it could force out a maise. So it's the gashmi part of speech which has the ability to. Uh, Force a act, and therefore, so in that way, he is similar, so to speak, to Hashem's speech. Since the uh, person's speech is close, it's almost like Misa, you can force Misa. I'm sorry, Leyesha Korev Lemaisa means the Abishters, it's called Yochad, the Abishters is Korev Lemaisa because the Abishters' peace creates Maisa. So, how were Shemaim Varaz Gashmim created from the Abishter was because the Abishters' speech is close to the idea of Gashmis because his words bring Gashmis. 
And the same thing applies to the person. That's why the person needs to rest from words which are Gashmi. So here, the Gashmi's Gashmi's keeps on emphasizing that the Abishter's words are Gashmi's and the person's similarity to the person's speech is that it's also a Diburim Gashmi. Gashmi. And number two, this is also the reason, that this reason does not apply to thought. The idea of a thought by a person is not close to Maise. The Machshove does not force out a Maise. The Machshove stays in the inside of the person. And therefore, it's not Gashmis. It's not compared to Machshavtish Gabaruchu. Shenivru mimenu oylum isuruchnim. From Machshavtish Alkodish Baruchu were created spiritual world. So the person's Machshove, which doesn't create anything, there's no Gashmis, it cannot relate to the Machshavtish Alkodish Baruchu, which is oylum uh, isuruchnim. And therefore, the uh, person uh, cannot uh, be instructed. That's why the, the Al-Tadeba does not instruct him on the um, refraining from Machshove, only from Dibur. Shem's Machshove does create, but it creates Ruchnis, and the person Machshove doesn't create at all. It doesn't connect at all. And therefore, there's no reason to... Um, Stop machshove on Shabbos, machshove betele, as it is with the Dibur, as the Alta Rebbe is trying to explain over here. And the Rebbe, at the end, again, will explain how this connects also with the first part of the Alta Rebbe they asked before, because it says there the idea of Zohar, the idea of Ledovka boy, as the Alta Rebbe will explain later on. But in Ois Yud, the Alta Rebbe also, uh, the Rebbe brings down now a connection between. Uh, the beginning and the end of the Sefer Tanya, where we also see the idea of speech affecting action uh, through the Shavua Tzadik uh, Val Tirosha. Let's look inside. So by this we can also explain in a possible way the connection between the conclusion of the Sefer of the Tanya to the beginning. As we say, similar to the concept that the end is stuck and connects to the beginning. So what does it say in the beginning of the Tanya? That before the soul comes down, it gets a shivua that it should be a tzaddik, etc. So the hine yadua akushya, so it's known the question... How does the Shavuot that we're giving to the soul before it descends that it should be a Tzadik, how could the Shavuot for Neshama help for the body and the Yetzirah? It's not, this is an item, it's not under the domain of the Neshama, it doesn't have so much control over the Guf. And it has not yet come into the world, there's no goof yet. So you're giving him a shavua over something which is not yet uh, bolo ilam. So what does that mean? 
So Mavayra Tzemach Tzedek, so the Tzemach Tzedek explains, Ki alidei ha-shavua, that through this shavua, mamshichim umayirin achilik ha-neshome sheberguf, mibchinas mazlei. That the neshome, uh, the part of the neshome which is going to descend into the body, we extend and we shine on it, on that part of the neshome that comes from its mazel, that is from its root, hainu. That is, shahashavua, what the shavua does, meireres, it arouses, it wakes up, those hidden powers, hamakifim sholhaodom, those that surround the person, so that they should shine openly within this part, the part of the soul which is dressed up in the body, that it should get from that higher level, from the mazel, from those makifim, should come out. And once he gets that power, with that power, he will have the power to strengthen, to overpower the body and the Yitzhah to stay strong. And that is the Shavuah accomplishes. So, so what it turns out, so so it turns out that also in the beginning of Tanya, we have the emphasis of the connection between speech and action. Because what are we talking about over here? We're talking about Shavuah. Shavuah is something which is speech, Dibur. It's Dibur. Shebegeder Maise. It's a speech which has the definition of Maise. Shal Yideya Deho. And through that speech, Miskashra Odom Ima Maise. That ties the person to actual action, Shanishbalov. That he is uh, sworn on, on him. Achemukhulukaimai. Until he has to uh, fulfill it. So that speech turns in the forced. And forces the person, gives him the extra koyach to do the ma'isa. Similar to what we said before about the speech of a king, so you have that shvua, that is the dvar of the melech, so to speak, forces the neshama, gives them the extra koyaches, and connects and helps them to overcome in their uh, ma'isa. Yudalaf. So the Rebbe brings down that gimul chilukim hanal, to explain these three categories, the differences in the Melechah Shabbos, we talked about action, we talked about not doing a Melecha, we talked about the Telem Shabbos, speech in Shabbos, guarding the speech, and Chassidus, we also talk with this Chassidus, is to guard the Machshove, um, on Shabbos is besigna in Teres in the style and the words in the way the teaching of Chasidus. Amr Razal, our sages of blessed memory, tell us Chavivim Divrei Sofrim The words of the Divrei Sofrim of the scribes of the Rabbanon are more dear than words of the Torah. Why is that? Vahatam. The devotion of the person is expressed more by uh, holding the words, uh, keeping the words of Divri Sofer, that makes it so special because it shows on a deeper level of commitment. The reason is, Words of Torah, those are the instruction from above, from Hashem, that the person is 
forced to do them. He has to listen to Hashem. So when the uh, the service, when a Yid serves the Ebishter by doing the mitzvahs, by observing the mitzvahs, so that shows on a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on a level that he does actually that which he has been clearly instructed. So you see, the person listens to an instruction. But the cleaving, the connection of the person to the Ebeshter, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which comes through the words of the rabbis, is a more inner one. Because he does not satisfy with the commands of the Torah. And he is stringent on himself with the different fences and the different protections so that he shouldn't fail, he accepts extra that points to the fact that his observance of the mitzvahs he has a will and an inner delight in doing them, that's why he does more than just doing it and then his cleaving to Hashem is in a deeper, is a more inner than his connection to Hashem through just doing the mitzvahs that he's mechuyiv. That's why chavivim divrei sofrim. And yet, the Rebbe says, there's no higher level than even the divrei sofrim, and that's the midas chasidus. Yet, even in the higher level of divrei sofrim, he is still an independent entity by himself. He's still a metzius. He has his wishes. His desire is godliness. But he is the one that is desiring. He's a metzius, desires godliness. But, but the higher level than this is when we talk about the level of a chosid. Especially as we learn, the Rebbe brings down in the Tanya from the Zoyer that what is considered a chosid, chosid does kindness with his Hashem, which means his whole purpose is like a son that loves the father more than he loves himself, and he gives over his life for his father to save him. The person's interest is not his interest, it's the interest what is good for Hashem. What is mischasidim koinei? He is no entity, he is no existence for himself at all. His entire entity is merely to cause a delight of spirit to make Hashem happy, his creator, to his creator. So this is the three levels of commitment to Hashem. Whether you just do what you're told to, whether you are more into it and in an inner way because you're doing even more, you're enjoying it and you have a desire while you're doing it. And then on an even deeper level is that it's not you that is doing it, that all your want is for Hashem. That's the level of chosid. And this brings down the different levels of Hashem in your service to Hashem in the connection to the person. Fitting to these three levels in the service of person to Hashem, there's also these three levels from above to below. How 
the revelations, the way it comes down from Hashem, from above to below. What experience you receive in return for your type of service that you serve Hashem. The number, low level, the highest level, the Allah B'chinah Samachshava. You receive from the level of Machshava, which means She'ein Ba'mokim Klal L'Metziyah Soledover Shechutz Mimeno. In level of Machshava, there is no room, there is no space for anything, for any entity or something which is outside of it. That level of Hashem's machshava, those are, that level, the hidden worlds, which are subjugated in their source, which means they feel their source, their non-entity. Machshava creates entities that are non-entities. It creates almin uh, stimim, which are totally subjugated the Mokra, because that's the level of Machshava. The number two on a lower level is Bechinas Dibur, the level of speech, which basically that's the level of the world, uh, which comes from the Ebershah speech. So which means that from the level of Hashem speech, there is that allows for space for such a world that feels in itself that it is an independent entity. So a creation, a mitzvah geluya. Elo de oifon is havasu. Shabachinas had dibur yoyde do mishtan elias bechinas meisa. So the way it works is that that level of dibur of the abister comes down and it changes into a bechinas meisa. Why are we saying that it comes down into the level of Dibur? Because Dibur in of itself, if it doesn't change into Maisa, even though that it allows for something else, for something outside, but it's still, the idea is how to reveal Godliness. And in order that there should be a world that does not going to sense revelation of godliness, so it needs to descend and to change to the level of Maise. So it's the Ebishtis Dibur, which switches to Maise. And then you have Gimel, the third level, is Bechinas Maise, the actual Maise. That's the external part of the godly light that creates. That's level of Maise. Nifret that energy from Hashem becomes sort of separated, so to speak, and gets dressed up in the uh, in the worlds. So in Oishud Beis, the Rebbe concludes, This way we can explain the different, three different laws in Shvisa Shabbos, in resting on Shabbos. When the person uh, unites with godliness that comes from the observance of the mitzvah, which is literally his acts, his activity, what he does, that is an external union. Uh, 
The person feels the only the external level of godliness. So what is felt by him? This Hashem's resting from the actual doing. That's the external of the resting of the above. The Alter Rebbe said this chitzonius. That's why from the Torah, it's only prohibited doing malacha. But then, But from, this, from the side, from the perspective, of when one cleaves the inner cleaving to godliness, which comes by not just doing the mitzvahs, but the hidur, to also refraining from the extra, which comes through the divrei sofrim, so then godliness shines by him openly. It's not just an act, but it's a feeling already. Then he is connected to the power of speech of above. That's why by him it's felt also as Hashem rests from the level of Dibur. And the Rebbe adds in the bracket, and there's an additional point over here. Through the cleaving and connecting, pasting yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then a servant of a king is considered uh, like the king. And the Gam and also the speech, Dvar Melech Shilton, Hashem's words, which dominates Choshuv Maise is considered uh, a Maise. So it turns out that the Dibur uh, becomes, as we were learning the whole time, it connects and it's a connection to the level of Maise. So you're connecting it in that way as well. What the Rebbe is bringing out over here, that not only does the Dveikis give you the level of Dibur, but you get the level of Maise through the level of Dibur, because you become Dibur Dvar Melech Shiltein Choshuv Maise, and then this is similar Tzadik Goizer HaKadosh Baruch Mekayim. So we also see that the Dibur becomes uh, in a level of Maise, this is all on the level of Dveikis from Divri Sofri. But then you have a Chosid, over there he is not an entity at all for himself. So that person also gets from the level of Stotchelamaila. That does not allow for anything of existence without Hashem. That's why he is also careful from even a thought of Malacha. Because of his connection, his cleaving, and his pasting to godliness, so he feels Hashem's resting also in the level of Machshove, because he is no entity by himself, so he connects to the level also of the level of Machshove. And now the Alter Rebbe goes back to explaining the beginning of the piece of uh, 
in, in the Tanya, towards the end of the Tanya, in the, the, the first part of it, he talks you about uh, the idea of Zohar. So he says, move on. And as you get much, Tanya, Magdim Admar Hazokin Habiyur Dipnimiyas Birchina Zohar. So Vadir Al Tareb introduces uh, first the explanation of that Dipnim Birchina Zohar. So he says, what is the pnimius of the level of Zohar is to cleave to Hashem. The Rebbe asked, how is that connected to the level of Shvis of Dibur, of Shomer, that the Alter Rebbe is bringing down later on? What is that connected? It seems like this is a follow-up with the Shmira that he says to refrain from Dvorim Gashmim is connected to this Kavon Betvila. So the Alter Rebbe, the Rebbe explains, Ki moisiv, biur because here the Alter Rebbe is adding explanation why a person needs to rest from speaking physical words. As Hashem rested. Even though the words of the Ebishter is called a Maise, and the person is not called a Maise, why shouldn't he speak? That because he is connected, because of the level of Pnimius, of Zochir, and his connection to Hashem, Nirgash Eitzel Ha'odom, Hashvisa Delamaylum Ebichinas Dibur. So the person feels, Ve'afal Pikein, So Tzad Vekt Ve'avechot Nirgash Eitzel Ha'odom, Hashvisa Delamaylum Ebichinas Dibur. He here, because of his connection, because he's cleaving to Hashem, he can feel a sense, the Shvisa Delamaylum, which is from the level of, of Dibur, even though his level is not at that level. Ve'afal Pikein, well, but he doesn't talk about why doesn't he feel then we just said that uh, the level of dveikus uh, brings the person also to feel the machshove. So the Rebbe adds in the last paragraph, Still, he only warns you about resting from speech and not warning of the shvis of machshove. The Torah speaks the majority, but dveikus the beginners chosid. That higher level of dveikus of a chosid, which is a total non-mitzias, sheyeches rag bichidus gula, that only applies to select individuals, and therefore that's not something we could demand. So that dveikus the Alter Rebbe is talking about is a level of dveikus of dibur that the dibur of Hakadosh Baruch Hu impacts him as well, even though his dibur does not create, but not to the level of machshove because that's the level of a chosid which is only for yichidus gula, and this is misiches yutes kislev tovshin chayim.